0: and forth we go when we talk it out, Talking real out. conversations, what you talking about, Talking about the podcast, yeah they wanna be us, all of them yelling fickle when they come and see us, fickle. we fickle. cheer them one day, we shooting on them he next, is. we on deck baby, you can say we next, <laughs> triple threats, we don't care about them DQ's, Gski, JM, Duke, we never lose, never lose, fickle, fickle, fickle.
1: Welcome to the 18th edition of the Fickle Fan Podcast. This is Yeeski here.
0: JM in the building.
1: Yo, boy, dude. What up, though? Well, this week we had a, a big news. Um, basically, three big things that happened in the world of wrestling. Number one, NXT was able to beat AEW in the overall ratings um, on Wednesday nights. Second, we had War Games. And then third we have the fallout from survivor series so we'll start off we'll talk, we'll talk first about <laughs> the uh ratings war so finally it looks like nxt with the help of uh becky and Seth showing up on the show uh, we're able to beat him in the overall rating not in the demo area the demo rating but an overall rating by a little bit after weeks and weeks of getting close especially last week or the week before they got really close and then this week they were able to pass it. So what do you think is the implications of this one, one win? Do you think it's a one-time win or do you think this is going to be a trend going forward where NXT is able to overtake, uh, AEW?
2: I think it's going to be a trend going forward at the simple fact that NXT was already edging and itching closer to AEW every week. Um, and with all this recent exposure with the NXT invaded Raw and SmackDown, all the casuals was like, Oh, they they look pretty cool. Let me go check out NXT. What? NXT is actually better than Raw and SmackDown? I might start tuning in every week. So I think it I think it might start becoming a trend.
0: Yep, I agree with that. Um like you said, the the proof was in the stats. Every week it was getting closer and closer, even and out. And as we can see, you know, obviously the new toy on the block that first week, you know, they were gonna get a lot of viewers, but we all know how good NXT is. And that's the reason why, you know, they don't need to mention it and just do what they do. And as you can see, they, <laughs> they overtook them, you know, within a, in a matter of time. And I don't really think that there's nothing that AEW can do to consistently take over NXT. As we all know, it's the same crowd, so they offer the same thing. This is not Raw. This is not SmackDown. So, WWE knew exactly what they were doing when they put NXT on the same day as AEW. We all knew this was coming. As much as AEW fans don't want to admit, they knew this was coming. So, yeah, I, I, there's nothing short of your main people or the people that's getting pushed right now getting hurt. And you know, mass massive catastrophes happening can really stop this from continuing as a trend. So I absolutely agree that it is going to continue in this fashion.
2: Let me play devil's advocate though, because AEW is they got a they got a nice loyal fan base. You, you saw how diehard they were about it when they uh, NXT first beat them out. Yeah, like. Uh, it was uh making all types of excuses like oh it's a pay-per-view weekend you know uh vince mcmahon bought out uh the the tv ratings for all uh, 40 billion of his <laughs> dollars and uh put fake ratings out there aew fans are pretty loyal so they, are. they might even um you know mass even more and boycott nxc just to get aew more over the wwe because we all know how people felt. You know how these kids felt about
1: their new choice. Hey, as I've always said, those AEW fans, they're those guys who are the crazy guys on Twitter always bashing NXT. They're the ones who are secretly watching NXT on the network. (laughs) Because you Mm -hmm. know what? It doesn't show up on the ratings. So they can help AEW and still get their NXT. But my thinking is I think uh Previously, the argument was that AEW had all the stars, and NXT just had these green guys, up-and-coming talents. But after watching the lead-up to leading up to Survivor Series, what happened on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Wargame, Survivor Series, there is no bigger star in the WWE than Adam Cole, baby.
2: Adam Cole, baby!
1: You go, if you I got to do it, you got to do it right. I know. Okay. but So basically, you got Adam Cole on one side as their top star. And from the after events of uh, these last couple weeks, he is truly a top star. On the other side, you got a 55-year-old little chunky Chris Jericho who can't oh, move as fast wow, as he slander. can. <laughs> he can't move as fast. Oh, uh. I mean, he can talk, <laughs> but he can't rustle. Exactly.
2: Whoa, hold on. This is Chris Jericho we're talking about. (laughs) The Ayatollah Rocky Roller. First of all, you're saying this while I'm watching NXT drinking a little bit of the bubbly. But, Yisuke, are you really saying that Chris Jericho can't wrestle?
1: That's what I'm saying. Not as well as he used to. I mean, to be your top star. To be your top star. You even
2: say that he's even a better wrestler because he's so... I mean, it's not that he's... He makes it look like a real fight. He makes it look like a bra.
1: I mean, he looks like an average guy now. It's he does true. Not look, he looks like a, a guy who drank a few too many beers. Not hitting a treadmill. Not working as hard in the gym as he used to. Uh,
2: you know, I'm, I, have a, I have a... I think next time I see you, I might hit you to do this, <laughs> this is Dr. <out> slander. <laughs> Yuski, I love you. I won't even say like a brother... But I might have to turn Judas on you because I cannot accept any Chris Jericho slander. I love NXT, but come on.
0: Um, Adam I, Cole I, I, I'm going Chris to, Jericho. I'm going to agree with Yisuke uh, on this. <laughs> and, what? Here, and here's the reason why. I'll tell you what the comparison to this is. This okay. is like WWE pushing The Undertaker as their top star right
2: now. That would be the oh, same so you, thing. Y'all saying, y'all saying Chris Jericho is a completely old man?
0: <laughs> I mean, come on. The,
2: no, gi- but, the, but, the gimmicks but work. Let me ask you guys this:
0: They both can talk. Have you
2: guys watched his title match? Well, Undertaker can't talk no more. He coughs every time he tries to do uh rest and peace. <laughs> you guys, watched Chris Jericho title matches at AEW? Yeah. You you were not impressed. Pretty good. Perfect. So, what's the problem?
0: <laughs> I said, pretty good. <laughs> I said, pretty good.
2: Pretty good. So, that means it's above a three star match.
0: Right, but your top star shouldn't be putting on what's pretty good, should he?
2: <laughs> so, if you got, so if AW said, well, what do we got to do to make you guys watch every week? What's, uh, what star would you guys want as oh, the champion of AEW? Oh, well,
0: sh- shouldn't they be pushing some of their young guns like Page? And you know, somebody like that,
1: yes, and not having him suffer an egregious crossroads, yes. <laughs> that, Step your that game up,
2: that, MJF. I like that crossroads, that was that was a nice little
1: crossroads. It looks stiff. Step
0: your game up, MJF. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know what that was. That was like, all right, hangman, pay, why don't you roll over me? Okay, wait a second, I gotta. <laughs> you know, let me roll you over <laughs> For all yeah, the talking we that this he does,
2: episode, the episode. <laughs> all the
0: I talking did... that you do, MJF. Step your game up.
2: Oh man, MJF. I don't like you, but I'm on your side, man. That that was a nice car It was nice and stiff. <laughs> uh, you know, that was a, that dude, was the least it, it wasn't crossroad. as finesse as Cody. I mean, That's... he landed right on his head. No, he could have broke his neck. He busy, no,
1: he busy he said, "Fall on top of me." Okay, let me roll you on top Yeah,
2: he
0: rolled him. He, he rolled him on top of him like a snug blanket.
1: <laughs> oh
2: man, you said he got comfy after that. Yeah, one, huh? he was like,
0: "Just roll on." Just roll on. <laughs> there then, you go. And then
1: there, was, and then there was like a second of pause, They're like, "Wait a second, This is not right? Wait, wait, wait. I'm supposed. You're supposed to be, I'm supposed to be on top of you. Why are you on top of me?"
2: <laughs> whoa yeah hey man
0: yeah that's that's what exactly what that was
1: because basically <laughs> AEW had at least they have like one egregious botch either the ref or the wrestlers for the They're last basically.
0: few weeks ain't it three weeks in a row
2: yeah for the most part they always got like one minor botch or just like slip up It was another that's slip it? up uh on uh last night or AEW and uh i guess whatever guest speaker they had i don't know who it was but his they did, forgot to turn this mic off so you can hear him saying thank you to like the people in the background <laughs>
0: and, and and look the reason why this is so much news is because of how much you know the fans and all oh, you know aw's different wwe always botching they do this and do that the fans are so obnoxious is that these egregious mistakes are getting magnified now because they think that they can't make mistakes so mm-hmm. you're new to this game, and of course they're working out the bugs, and that's fine. But tell your fans to shut up, and this won't be a big of a deal.
2: Oh, okay. So you saying you got your Twitter fingers ready for war?
0: That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs>
2: Real. I think we got to talk about. You know, we we've been talking about war in terms of uh, AEW, man. Uh, NXT, but we got to talk about a civil war with uh, War Games and Survivor Series, right? Yes,
1: yes. So now let's move on off the B show and let's move on to the A shows, uh, War Games, which is so. What? How did you like War Games? Well, we'll start. With, we'll start. We'll start with the anti. We'll talk about the guy who's who's been paid secretly. Claims he works for Vince, but he's really being paid under the table by Whoa money whoa market. whoa yeah. my yeah, go companies. ahead Duke <laughs> Yeah you just
2: allegedly forty nine percent of this company and it, I'll let you slander Chris Jericho, and <laughs> we won't talk about how you took ten percent of my cut and now I have thirty nine percent of the company and that means I'm only making twenty cent every two weeks. Who bank but, who
0: bankrolled you Duke?
2: See, I'm just saying, look, I it's hard, it's it's difficult times we live in. And you know, my secret business transactions with Tony Khan, which may or may not be true or not, it's between me and Tony Khan.
0: <laughs> he even hey, called me well. He I even am- called me and forced me to put you in the new intro. That's how <laughs> that came about.
2: By the way, that new intro is great. Can we can we give it up to jm of uh, the fickle fan podcast for coming up with that
0: <laughs> i hope you
2: guys enjoy it but no back back to the point with war games that was a great pay-per-view it wasn't the best war games pay-per-view to me but it was pretty good uh, the thing that had me in shock it had me scared was dakota kai she tried to destroy somebody patella muscles like dakota kai the most baby face of baby faces turned heel on Tegan Knox by trying to decapitate a leg and I know decapitate <laughs> is like you know beheading someone but she tried to behead somebody neat and that was a great heel turn and what made it even more surprising was that uh, Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae in a 4 on 2 match were still able to get the win that's like you know I, I'm not going to say it's rare but that's pretty, that's, that's pretty big of a win for just those two. And then you had the fan battle versus, uh, why am I forgetting his name? Oh, uh, bro? Matt Riddle. <laughs> that's not his name, but that's it. Matt Riddle. There we go. I love Matt Riddle, man. He's been growing on me. Fan battle kicking out of a jackhammer and spirit combo. Like, that's impossible. Goldberg proved that if you get hit with a jackhammer and spirit combo, you're not getting up. Well, Matt Riddle not Goldberg. But it will be. He got <laughs> he got more stats behind him. He got a M, a nice MMA record. What Goldberg got? Yeah, that, uh, that's uh, true. football career.
0: That that's true. But in the <laughs> but in the world of WWE slash WCW, Matt Riddle is not Goldberg. Right, uh
2: in a wrestling match, if they were to uh, wrestle today, Goldberg for Matt Riddle.
0: You gotta put Matt Riddle over, but I'm saying yeah. in that position, getting speared and jackhammered, you are not Goldberg. That's why you get kicked
2: out.
1: Uh, right? Because Goldberg holds you up there for a couple seconds. Riddle just yeah. got him up and put him back down.
2: Yes. True that. Uh, to your head, just kind of, you know, it hurts. But uh, it was still a big win because when people you could you could tell by the uh, reaction. That when Fan Balor got hit with that combination, everybody was like, "Wow, Fan Balor just lost this match back." You could kind of see the disappointment. But when he kicked out, the crowd kind of went crazy, and you know it was a big win for Fan Balor on his uh, debut match back. And as he uh, recently had a match with Samantha Champlin versus Fan uh, I mean, from this past week, I'm watching it right now, um, and I bet that match was amazing. And uh, on a quick side note It's been an amazing week For wrestling fans And for Chicago specifically They had an AEW show They had a Survivor Series show They had a Smackdown show And they had a war game show Army oh, I mean, Raw show No Smackdown
0: They deserve it Chicago fans I don't break, know
2: man. Chicago may be the worst town i ever been in <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs>
0: they deserve it bro I mean when you mention <laughs> They when you, do When you mention Crowds, wrestling crowds, man, is always the, you know, the New York's, the Brooklyn's, wherever you go, where it is, you know, Manhattan with the Madison Square Gardens, Chicago's, um, you know, here in the D, um, Boston, any one of those places, man, um, they just get rabid and it's always great because, I mean, NXT was just crazy. The, I mean, the, they had war games. Um, As far as war games, I haven't finished watching it, but there's two things that stuck out to me. Actually three, and I'll be quick with that third one. The two things that stuck out when was in the first match, and it was exactly what you said. That heel turn came out of nowhere. Like nobody saw it coming. It's one of your biggest baby faces. When she stopped, nobody knew what she was doing. She turned back, and when she went at it, you can hear the gasps in the crowd like oh what and they just they just went crazy and it was it it was just that energy that she had and she didn't hold back and she came back for more and like you said she tried to decap leg sure. <laughs> decapitate right. her pete Knox, and you it took all them refs to hold her back she even tried to push uh, regal i mean it was just crazy and the look on um, Maria Ripley's face, as to see what was going on. I mean, that made it even crazier. And then, and then the so that was crazy. And the second thing that was crazy is Bianca Belair. The stuff that she was doing, man. I mean, those she did the the two power bomb and a power bomb into the, the into the gate. Then the 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 um, what she do? Was that like a I don't know what a four fifty? that she did off the top rope I mean yeah. that, that was insane
2: man I, I don't think have you ever seen her do that off the top rope yes, that used to be her finish for a good second when she was uh, doing more face movesets but, uh, uh,
0: okay I never seen her do it and yeah. I was like oh my goodness <laughs> and she did it on a pile of chairs I know she caught a little bit of that chair too when she did that but I mean just to see her do that man And one thing I was wondering, too, is that a lot of people want to see Sasha Banks and her go at it. And we didn't see that in that Survivor Series match, which we'll we'll get to. And I think when I thought about it earlier, because when I was watching that match, the War Games match, I'm like, I wonder why they didn't do that. But I'm like, well, maybe they're trying to save that for the future, which is the reason why they didn't do it and so um it's, it's possible because i know a lot of people want to see it but those that those two things and then also of course as we said adam cole died for the 50 millionth time um in <laughs>
2: at a war game <laughs> at a war <laughs> game
0: i mean jeez man that dude it's just crazy the type of bumps he takes man and it gets right back up and does it again that's why he's such he's a hard
2: this fo- whole month of November has been a month of Adam Cole. Yep. Um, he uh, got a clean win over Daniel Bryan. He's been evading Raw and SmackDown as the ringleader um, under Triple H. Um, he uh, had the best match of Survivor Series against uh, Pete Dunne. That match was a perfect slow build to a crescendo, as uh, some would say. And uh, I mean, took a yeah, man, Adam Cole. Balor. I mean, just... Oh yes! Oh, he he's had a great year, and like uh, that that war games match that finish him taking a finisher off of a cage through a bunch of tables. Insane! Um, insane! And then he wrestled the next night and still got a win.
0: And that was like, a tough match.
2: Kate, yes, like it was many Canadian destroyers. There was many uh, finger breaking uh, moves. It, it was great. Yeah. Um can we talk about your favorite match with Survivor Series?
1: My favorite match of Survivor series? Uh sure. Uh so we're moving on. Okay. Any other comments about war games? Um uh, nah. yeah nah, I mean nah. basically NXT's from War Games, they're clear so somehow um Bas Shanna Baszler, I mean she may have the title, but Rhea Ripley's like the star.
0: She is. It ain't division. no doubt about it. I think so. I think right now, as of right now, as of today, Rhea Ripley is probably the biggest star in the women's division in any in all three brands.
1: Yes. And especially uh we'll talk about actually I'm gonna go to Survivor Series now. We'll transition to Survivor Series, we'll go straight to the main event. And reports are Vince was very upset at the main event. So, from watching it, the main event between Bailey, Becky, and Baszler is kind of boring, in my opinion. Even though I love Becky, it just didn't do anything for me. And maybe it's because of war games and watching Survivor Series with the other matches with the other NXT stars. I don't get that good vibe off uh, Baszler, and I know they're trying to push her up. To looks like they're trying to make her challenge Becky, perhaps at WrestleMania Royal Rumble. I'm not really looking forward to it. What are your guys' thoughts on that?
0: I agree. I was sitting there watching that match because we, you know, we was all together, and I'm sitting there watching that match, and I'm like, man, please pick up the energy, please pick up the energy, and they never did. And it's making me even wonder if that last spot before it went off was unaudible. Was, was it supposed to happen just to pick up at the end? You know what I mean? The the, the table spot. I, don't... Uh, I
1: think uh, they said Vince was calling in shots to the ref for the big spots in the end of the match.
0: Yeah. It, it, it kind of seemed like it. And it, it's unfortunate because I think a, a, a match with those three would be awesome. And it's just just bad because one it was the main event two you still got skeptics out there that think that women can't main event pay-per-views or shows still to this day even though they've tore it down many a times on pay-per-views but you still got the skeptics and this right here is just feeding into it it just something about it just did not work with those three very skilled people in the ring women great characters bailey with the recent heel turn taking it with that i mean shayna with the technician i mean it it was it was supposed to fit and it just didn't they just kind of lulled through that match um and, and it was it was magnified too because of stuff that happened earlier and we talked about the adam cole pete you know pete, Dun- pete dunn we talked about you know both the survivor series matches i mean even the the ray and you know brock was you know had a little excitement in it with um you know with dominic and all that so to have that match at the end like that just it just magnified the the just the badness of the match man it was
2: just uh, yeah see shana Baszler like how fast every uh takeover championship match she had. And her best matches are the matches where she is up close and personal in the singles match. Like, her most boring match probably was the, uh, a triple dance she had with Kairi Sane and uh, I think it was Io Shirai uh, where she first uh, introduced Jensen McDuke and uh, the other horse woman. But, uh, Shayna Baszler, she shall always have a... Um, single matches it should never be like a triple threat match because he's not it's like if we complain about Chris Jericho being slow and old Shayna Baszler is just as slow not as old uh Shayna Baszler takes the whole joint manipulation thing and you can't really do that uh in the triple threat match because it gets boring so I'm kind of disappointed that WWE led with that as the uh NXT I mean as the main event but if I had it my way, that man Survivor Series might should have been a main event. What do you guys think?
1: I agree. You said the men's one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it would be if we knew what the follow-up was on Raw. Yeah. Uh
2: So so. Oh, <laughs> yeah, explain that to me, please. Are
0: you talking about what happened with Rollins?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. Basically he turned heel. So like by running down the entire Raw roster. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was great, by the way. <laughs> and yeah, he, and one other thing, week, you all sucked. <laughs>
1: yeah, and this week, he's going to offer his apology. So I, I'm very interested to see how this uh, heel apology comes across. Yeah, he, uh.
0: he, he he he's already, dude, you're already, you're done. You're, you're a heel now. So I hope that they go through with this and just finish it off
2: oh i want. I, I like the way they setting it up because to in seth rollins head it, it looks like he he thinks he's still a baby face
0: so he's going to pull the bailey pretty much
2: for the most part but i think he could do better than what i doing.
0: I, I agree now that see this seth rollins when he's doing that type of stuff because if you look at that promo he was natural in doing that the other promos that he did was kind of robotic a little bit, you know what I mean? We can tell that he was fed a lot of stuff. With this, it seemed to me like he was <laughs> just talking. And that's what the awesome thing about it was. Like, he looked natural out there. And I'm like, okay, I'm on board with this Seth here. Alright. Yeah, so- That was crazy.
2: <laughs> Ooh, okay fan. I just uh, watched the finish to Tommaso Chample versus Fan Balor and, uh you know, Van Ballet might be the Stone Cold Steve Austin or NXT. We're going to have to keep watching.
0: That's a pretty big uh, statement
2: there. I'm just saying, Pele kick is kind of as easy to pull off as the Stone Cold Oh, Stunner.
0: you mean out of nowhere, like just, just standing there? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I can see yeah.
2: that. Uh, and speaking of Stone Cold Stunners, Kevin Owens Stone Cold Stunner. I love Kevin Owens. He is probably in my top five modern WWE wrestlers. But uh, man, I wish he could pull it off a little bit better. It's like when he pulls it off. It's like everybody sells it horribly. Well when Stone Cold do it, everybody sells it amazing. What's up with that?
0: Um, that's because nobody does it like st- <laughs> nobody does it like Stone Cold. I mean. Nobody does that like Stone Cold. Nobody comes off the top rope with the elbow like Macho Man. No, I mean, it's just some moves you just, when they're, when they're done, you see them trying to be a legend. And that's all you I, see. It don't matter how many, nobody will ever be able to do a Stone Cold stunner like, like Stone Cold. Nobody. Period. Whether if he gives them their blessing, shows them how to do it or not, it just won't happen.
1: Right. It, do you have any comments about the? Uh, I think the pounce that uh, Kevin Lee, or, uh, Keith Lee, did to Adam Cole.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that GIF. I wish I would have saved it on my phone. Somebody posted it, but uh, man, besides the fact that it came out of nowhere. It was so amazing. Like you could see, like one of my uh, one of the fans uh, in the crowd, she was just like, "Oh, she was a legit skill." She <laughs> thought she was about to get pounced on by a three hundred pound man and a two hundred pound scrawny guy. Like <laughs> that was a great spot. Like uh, for those who uh, don't know what the pounce is, I, it's basically a shoulder block that's uh, where you basically get tossed from one spot to a whole different area. And Keith Lee, a 300-pound guy, sold a black somebody so hard they fell into the crowd. So.
1: <laughs> I think he went like six feet. No. Yeah. He went at least six feet across. But I, 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 I would that say. Goes, that goes to show the showmanship of Adam Cole.
0: Yep. Yep. He I mean, sold that big mm-hmm. time.
1: Yeah, Even if I hit him, he probably could fly that far. On yep. His own.
2: yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh, And speaking of Keith Lee, he got a big win at Survivor Series on Seth Rollins. Nobody was expecting that.
0: No. No, he did. And I'm glad they did that, man.
2: Yeah. And he almost pinned Roman Reigns, the biggest superstar in WWE the past couple years. Yeah.
1: And he got props from Roman after the match. I mean, honestly, I think Adam Cole, Rhea Ripley, and Keith Lee were the three big winners out of Survivor Series. Because I don't remember any of the WWE guys doing much.
2: Yeah. Uh it was it was really Survivor Series was all about NXT and they got the rub from Raw and SmackDown, so shout out to NXT. That that's
0: why those promos of of like Sasha and the promo and Bailey and the promo from Roman where they talk about what well, NXT didn't do this, man. NXT shine just like we said. And how can they come out and cut those promos like they didn't? Like, we all saw what we saw. And we know NXT was getting put over. So, those promos didn't make no
2: sense. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's an issue with everything. We Like, WWE can't win because they got too many riders. They don't know, have any specific direction. They just go wherever the wind takes take them. So, I'm just... As long as WWE keeps giving me good matches, I'm loyal to the WWE. And as long as NXT keeps, I mean, AEW keeps giving me uh, good matches, you know, I might i might uh, take a payment under the table for Mark Khan <laughs> or Tony Khan every <laughs> once in a while. But that's a legend. That is a legend. You you, you, you you just call him like that? What did you just call him? <laughs> I, I think I said money, Mark Khan, but you I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
1: He might fire you for that, you know. He gets, he gets very upset with that terminology. Now, I'm going to go over time for just a second. Now, the other big news was, I think it was last Monday night, was that your uh, your boss decides to go toe-to-toe with the Viper on Twitter.
2: Oh, I didn't see that.
1: Oh, you didn't see that? Where, Uh-oh. Uh, I think um, CM Punk... No, it's CM Punk uh, did something first. He tagged Tony Khan and then mm-hmm. Orton jumped in. And then Orton said something. I forgot what he said. Um, what he said first to Tony Khan. And then Tony Khan came back and played some Twitch video where um, uh, Randy was caught using the, the N-word. Oh, man. And then um, Randy Orton's... Finisher. His final RKO was, if you want to talk business, I'll talk to your dad.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not approving of, you know, a racial slur being uh, used in the past. And I hope Randy Orton, you know, get his act together because that's just not true. But, you know, that, that that was a nice RKO out of nowhere with that finish. You say he, he said, if I want to talk
1: about business,
2: I'm going to talk to your pops, huh? Yep.
1: I think think that was the last of the, the Twitter barbs, but I I guess the big thing is, it looks like um, your boss is a little sensitive, because normally CEOs, I mean, for as many people that bash Vince McMahon, I don't think he goes after anyone on Twitter. No. And especially you're. You're the owner, you're the CEO (laughs) of one company, and now you're going attacking an employee of another company.
2: that's not a good look uh and uh great advice of cm Puck, stay off twitter it's nothing on there for anybody except uh social networking and apparently people uh with celebrity status don't know how to social network without getting into trouble at some point
0: yep
2: the twitter fingers at home um and devote those fingers to something useful like writing a Autobiography, or writing a check to your boy dude, and <laughs> donate it to Fickle Fan Podcast, which you can follow us at uh, WWF underscore anonymous. I believe
0: WWF underscore anonymous. Yeah, we got it right this time. We do know our yeah, handle. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I still don't know my personal handle, but you know, if you check out, uh, let's say, you know, on YouTube, it's a it's a guy. He's a nice guy. His name is Intercontinental Duke. Now, Intercontinental Duke, he's been on the indie circuit for a while and just making small appearances that nobody ever seen, you know, in your local high school lunchroom in a match that nobody's watching. (laughs) But Intercontinental Duke, this guy may or may not be dropping a rap music video in honor of Ricochet so you know if you got a little bit of free time you know look up in the continental duke i think the video should be on this way pretty soon
0: maybe you can get tony khan to put it on during uh, aew on tnt
2: and that's a legend I don't, I don't have no ties or connection with money mark khan
0: call him up i know you got him on speed dial look that's,
2: number one numero one. You know, that's a legend that's a legend I may or may not have his personal number. Listen, man. And I may or may not use a track phone to make sure that the fair thing is okay.
1: Burner. If you want to get his attention, just send a tweet at him. He'll respond. <laughs> All
2: right. <laughs> That's well, true. Well, I mean, I, the question is why would I do business with Money Mark Kyle when I can do business with it's pop?
1: Wow. <laughs> hey, are you, are, you, do you, do you, are you in the automotive business? I'm, you, uh, you want to introduce uh, bumpers. <laughs> He's the king of bumpers, automotive bumpers.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Well, I think that'll be a wrap. We uh, broke our uh, thirty-minute barrier by a little bit, uh, so we'll uh, we'll have to work on that to improve it. We're trying to slim down our show, make it easier for you to listen to.
0: Yeah. It's all uh, about you,
1: fans. So if you got any Two complaints, at that. If you got any complaints, hit us up on Twitter. Hit space, line up. Hit Duke up. Internet inter- intercontinental. Duke. Duke. Because Can't you know
2: your boy's a five tie, five tie, five tie, five tie. And if you want,
1: if you want, we can cut down his percentage. So technically, his percentage is thirty-two percent. Thirty-two. Wow! I was at 39%
2: this morning. <laughs> thirty-four.
1: Yeezy's got thirty-four jams. Got thirty-four. You have thirty-two.
2: Wow. See.
1: And depending on how the shows go, it might go down to 30, 29, <laughs> 28. Maybe I
2: might be hitting money more kind of for a long.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap for us today. Uh, this is Yiski,
2: J.M. Yo, boy, Duke. Peace out. Peace. And we
1: are out. Fickle.